Okay, welcome along everyone. It is the return of Mr. Manning. Say hello, Dave. I'm back. He's back from his world tour. <laughs> You've been cheating on me with everyone else. Well, I, I thought you'd left me, so I was getting a bit lonely. Uh, first things first, you might notice that I can't actually talk properly. Um, I'm sure Dave is going to bring that up plenty of times in this episode. But I hadn't noticed, I hadn't actually noticed the difference. <laughs> I sound like you did on Sunday morning. <laughs> um, basically, True. I've been to the dentist, so my whole face, I can't feel it. But I thought if we didn't get an episode in now... It might be another few months. So I've got on and I thought it was worth doing anyway. And I'll just allow Dave to relentlessly mock me. So first things first, let's catch up. We're back from Czech Republic and the AWCs. How did it go, Dave? Did you enjoy it? Um, obviously, I wasn't competing, just supporting this year. But yeah, it was. it's just an amazing event. If you haven't been, you've got to go. Like, you must go at least once in your life if you're an agility addict like we are. To watch this event because it is the best of the best event it's just incredible the people the courses the atmosphere there's nothing else like it so you must go and support your country at least once in your lifetime i agree it was it was amazing to watch was there a particular course that you enjoyed i definitely liked a couple of alex's alex belties they were cool i like the intermediate I really like the last jumping, actually, the large jumping the two, on the last day. Yeah. The large and the intermediate um, agility courses, sorry. They were really good fun. I would like to have run both of those or given them a go. What about any highlights for you? What highlights? There were so many. I think one bit I always keep remembering is the guy that jumped the tunnel and got stuck on it. <laughs> yeah, that, was good. that was a big highlight for me. I was so happy I was watching at the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> the lady that fell over at the end and her dog just managed to get over the last jump because it reminded me so much of Martin. I was going to say she did a Martin, but, didn't she? Yeah, I think that's not really good highlights, is it? They're, <laughs> they're the things that made me laugh. But um, just obviously GB doing so well. Jesus, I mean, how it was just incredible. Just being there, supporting everyone. Medal, five medals, the highest medal count of, um, of the whole competition. Amazing. I'm so happy for them all. Really, really cool. Um... Obviously, again, because we were there for Team GB, uh, I was a supporter, really. I was first reserve, but at the same time, I didn't expect anyone to fall out. And I, I'm glad they didn't, because even though it meant that I didn't get to compete, you don't wish you don't wish bad luck on your fellow teammates. Wow. So it was good to see everyone getting to compete. And they were the individual medals always feel a little bit more special, maybe as someone watching. Obviously... I'm from a team sport background, even though I can't say the word sport. Uh, I'm from a team team background, so I really appreciate how hard it is to, even harder it is to maintain the mental focus under the pressure of having to perform for your team as well. So I, I really enjoyed watching the team events. Um, yeah. Any specific runs? added pressure. Huh? Go on, say it again. There's obviously added pressure for the teams because it is obviously you want to, don't want to let your team down. You don't want to let your country down. But then also, you know, your teammates are going to probably be OK with it if you do, because anyone can fuck up at any time, can't they? Yeah. But um, I think the winning an individual when I've won teams, I've won team medals and individual medals. The individual, I don't know, it's just, I know they're both special. It's hard to say, but that individual is just so hard 
to do to be top three in the world in an individual event is just such a cool experience and um you know well done for not we had nara little tiny james <laughs> and um uh, adulton of course won the metal gold i mean three of that they, you know three out of the four hikes we got medal in and martin would have medal if it wasn't like one pole you know we would have had four medals it was so close i know other people can say it was so close but to just be up there with those guys and to win the you know we won the medium gold team and the bronze in the in, in the intermediate team i mean just incredible i'm so happy for everyone it's just so exciting yeah it was a very good weekend for us um the one that i the one moment that i thought was pretty incredible as well was the lady from czech who won who won a team medal on her own i know she basically had three three dogs out of the four in the team and she was only three with the clear yeah and i think she came second she silver. i think she was silver yeah yeah, yeah. that is insane in yeah. the medium so good yeah, and, and that, good. that final course as well was solid wasn't it it was a unbelievably difficult course that she managed to do it on as well she had to run it three times almost back to back so yeah amazing lady amazing lady yeah very cool Okay, so today uh, we have been discussing what we thought would be a good uh, episode, I guess, or talking points, and we're thinking that we're going to discuss all the people who have been in agility, who have maybe had the most influence, or maybe they've been the most successful handlers, and we're going to decide our own Mount Rushmore, um, but we're going to use five, because it's easier, because there's so many people who have been good. And just for today... You're not allowed to pick yourself, Dave, so you don't have to feel bad about picking other people in front of you. No, and I would have put myself as number one, obviously. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's get the ball rolling then. Um, is there anyone who immediately springs to mind for you? So, first of all, you know, these are my opinions, so don't get offended, anyone, because there's millions of good people out there. Well, not millions. Yeah, I'm there's sure lots of good people out there. Get some people. people as well, aren't we? You know, there might be just oh some people God, yeah, haven't definitely. thought about. So, yeah. So, so might you pick someone who I want on on the on the mountain, or just anybody? Well, I think it. I think we have to try to be at least the understanding. It's not necessarily people who you just like. Sometimes it's about their overall contribution to agility. And again, whether it as, is as an influencer or whether it is purely okay. for the success they've been able to maintain um, or a combination so of both. I think the person that always jumps straight out at me when I think of agility is Lisa Frick. Okay. I think she was incredible. I think she was such, she, even though people were doing handling similar to her, she really did get the ball rolling on that handling she made it look beautiful i remember it was her that made me change from doing like no blinds you know very old-fashioned stuff to going you know what she just won a, a, you know she, i got a silver to her one year and um i wasn't doing blinds and stuff and then the year after she won it again and i thought you know what someone who's winning it we'd always been drilled into us in uk that if we did blinds catch because all that we would be inconsistent We'd lose the dog, wouldn't know where they were, and we wouldn't do very well in the long run. It might get a one-off good run, but it wouldn't continue. But she won it for, I think, second or third year in a row, and I just thought, this is ridiculous. Of course it's the way forward. How can someone win it so many times, be so consistent, and be doing it wrong? How stupid. So that's when I started changing um, my handling. And I had a dog at the time that didn't turn very well, boss. And I started doing a couple of catchers. It made a huge difference, even though I'd tried for ages to get the little bastard to turn. There he is, in the background. And um, 
it just and straight away it worked and I and I've been getting a bit bored with agility and really she reignited my love for it by doing that handling got me back into it and I just then all, and obviously I started doing it my friends started doing it we started teaching it to everyone else in the UK there were some other people doing it in the UK at the time but maybe not quite such big names at the time and then um and then that was just got the ball rolling on on it changing in the UK. So for me, I wasn't around in agility at that time. I didn't realize that people had been doing it uh, previous to you guys swapping over. So how how prevalent was that type of handling before it came oh, or got introduced God. to us? What over abroad? Yeah. Well, people were doing it, but it didn't really look that good. Like they would do weird catch because late catch because the blinds were ugly. Like it was Lisa that made it look beautiful. Her and that, her relationship with Hoss was just, you know, she won the world championships four times with one dog. Like, no, I don't think anyone else will ever do that with a large dog. It's in, in, insane. Um, the consistency, consistency, I can't talk either, it's catching. So, yeah, <laughs> the consistency she had. Um, with that dog and her handling, it was just stunning. And I do think she really led the way into everyone wanting to handle like that and doing stuff that she was doing. And even though other people, of course, were doing it as well, she just made it look special. And then because she won, it, everyone took notice of her. Um, and then it just, I think she really got the ball rolling on that. And I think she's a huge part of the evolution of handling for dog agility. Yeah, and as you said, she has a lot of influence as well as being very yeah as well as being very very uh, successful as well so i think she's got both sides of the wind she absolutely adores her dogs she treats them beautifully i love everything about lisa actually she's one of my all-time favorites so would you would you say she's almost a definite then for our mount rushmore uh, yeah she is a hundred percent a definite for the mountain in my eyes okay so we've got one on there already let's um this as well we'll try our best and it's hard because it's a real thing, but we'll try our best to avoid recency bias and we will try to include people who perhaps aren't so prevalent now, but maybe have been in the past or maybe influenced it in the past. Um, so let's just keep moving on. I'm going to throw some names at you and you can talk to me about them. You can right. tell me how they've done and like what you know what you think. We don't have to necessarily decide who's going on the mountain now, but we've already got number one. Our number one on yeah. the mountain is Lisa. Yeah? Okay, what about, let's have a look, Anne Lenz. What do you think? I love Anne Lenz. I really do. She, obviously, she's won medals with at least two large dogs at the World Championships. She's got gold and a silver, um, from what I know. Um, and she's got a new dogs out that, again, doing brilliantly. She's got a Spaniel out doing brilliantly. She's been doing well for a long time, even though she had babies as well, or at least a baby. I think it was just one. <laughs> and she continues to do well. I think she's a great dog trainer. Um, not sure if I could say she's led the way in anything. I don't know her well enough to know that in, in Germany, but I know she's respected by tons of people. And she, I think she's a fantastic trainer, a fantastic handler, and again, a really, really nice person. So she worth, is a good one. considering later on when we pick our final five then. Yeah, I definitely will be considering her because I do think she's great. Before um, I joined, obviously, I don't know the um the history of agility have i would say it's fair to say that germany are a bit of a powerhouse and have been for the past yeah. few years have they always been or has it been more recently that that's um, been the case well yeah but i mean 
back in 2005, so when I, the first year I ever went to the World Championships, I got a bronze, and the two, uh, the gold and silver that year were both from Germany. I think they've always been a country to watch out for. I think that they're so mm, consistent with their training. You know, they're very, just, you know, what how UK would see Germans very strict, but, you know, they stick to what they want. They're very precise for their training. Same with the horses, to be honest. In the horse, when I was in the horse world before, the Germans were very known, well known for having good horses and training them well. I think it's the same with their dogs. Um, they also got a lucky break. I think they had a lot of good area arenas to train in because of when tennis was huge in, in Germany, they built all these arenas for tennis players. And then I think when the tennis stopped being so exciting or I don't know what happened, but anyway, all these agility people bought or rented these halls. So they've had, they all trained together and um, on great surfaces with good equipment. And they also just, their, their course design over there is definitely more, has been more, more modernized longer than ours has. They just moved on a bit quicker. But yes, Germany has always been a country to watch out for. They're, they're very, very good. Okay. Um, next person that I'm going to mention, because I know he's been competing for a long time at the top level. What about Jalko? Who? Jalko. Jalko. Yeah. Oh, Jelly. We like to call him Jelly Tots. Because uh, no one can actually say his name. He can literally say it 10 times to me, and I still can't say it quite right. Apparently. I bet I, I said that all right then. Even with my list. I bet I said that all right. Jelko. No, you can't say anything. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah, anyway, it's, it's no, I just, so I call him Jelly or Jelly Tots. Or how Shannon says it, Zelko. All right, Zelko. And he seems to quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he, he has been good for a long time. He's, Again, I respect people that I feel really love their dogs, and he does love his dogs so much. That's why we gave him a puppy. Um, he is, he's been doing it a long time. He's definitely done well. I think he's won the EOs before. Um, he doesn't get a lot of dogs. He has, he doesn't like to have more than three or maximum four dogs at a time, unlike me. Um, so he doesn't always, maybe sometimes <laughs> got a dog getting older before he has his new one coming out and doing well. So he hasn't always been right at the top at like at the big events every single year. Or well, yeah, he gets quite unlucky, Jocko, as well in his tryouts and stuff. But I do think he's a fantastic um, dog trainer. I think he trains his dogs beautifully. Uh, and he's, I personally think he's the best in this country. Um, and I think we'll see a lot more of him in the coming years with Smokey, the one that we bred. He's a stunning dog and he's just, he got the faster time in the EOs and won the jumping runs this year by like a second. He's a really cool dog and he's trained them beautifully. So he's definitely a good one as well. Good one to mention. Okay, well, we've had some <coughs> high-level competitors who have managed to do it for multiple years in GB as well. So let's have a look at some of them. What about Greg? Greg has won, I think oh, he said 11. I was waiting. I was waiting for you to bring Greg up. So my feelings on Greg are actually very good. I think he's a brilliant dog trainer. I think he sees lines very, very well. Um, I think he's, you know, he's handled what he ha he early on. His handling was the biggest handling system in the world. Everyone was doing it. When I first started teaching abroad, I anywhere I went, I was similar to him. No blinds, no catchers, but I just cued turns a little bit differently. Um, so and I had arguments all the time about I wanted to cue earlier, do this how I saw it slightly differently to him. Yeah, he was a huge name, and I do think he did a lot for agility early on with consistency, um, dog training, 
Uh, and also, he, he's got the best out of, I think, every dog he's had. He's, well, he's done very well with every dog he's had. He doesn't give up on dogs. He doesn't go, ah, oh, just get another one. He's very good at working each dog he's had. Doesn't rehome if they're not good enough. Um, I have a lot of respect for Greg. The only thing I'll say is he shouldn't have been so bloody stubborn. And <laughs> he should have changed his handling sooner <laughs> to yeah, keep well, up with um, the rest of the world. Yeah, like I, I get where you're coming from as well. But like we said at the start, we can't have too much of a recency bias if we feel that they've had enough success or influence in the past to warrant a place. But he definitely warrants the mention, I would say. Um, like you said, a lot of people yeah. use his system. Um, uh, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's also... He's also started up UKA, UKI. Yeah. UKI is huge in America and Canada and other few other countries too, which has again led the way <coughs> for how agility should be run in those countries. It definitely like people love um, UKI over there. It didn't take off as well in England, UK, which was funny, but I think we had different agility over here anyway. Um, but definitely in other countries, he's been a huge impact on their agility. So a lot of respect for Greg. And now he's obviously the manager of GB doing well he changed our tryout process and i think it's obviously good with winning more medals you know i can't give him all the credit i'm going to give a lot of credit to the actual handlers and dogs as well but i do think he changed the tryout process which yeah. definitely helped us yeah for um, me it's, get it's, better people yeah for me it's a bit of everything isn't it it's part of the part yeah. of it's down to the management and how it's now being run part of it's now down to how the handlers are taking more responsibility to focus on the international stuff we've got better prep it's just an accumulation of everything. But it was really cool to see that, as you said in your Facebook post, actually, that all of these things are starting to come together now for us. And, mm. you know, we can be more competitive. And there was plenty of people yeah. who I would think will be fighting for a place next year and could definitely warrant no. a place on the team as well. So, um, And, you know, he's got a good group of people. You know, obviously, we did so well this year. He picked well. We had good dogs, good people. A couple of things I'd have changed, but on the whole, I think he did a, a great job this year. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's stay in GB again. And someone who has won, again, multiple medals. What about Natasha? <coughs> oh, Natasha. Well, obviously, we, I know Natasha very well. Um, she won the World Champs three times with uh, Media Border Collie, Dizzy. She's been, I think she has been a big influence in this country. She's very well liked, very well known. Um, she's changed with the times you know she started different handling she didn't just stick to what she knew <coughs> she, was she previously um, someone who followed greg's system uh no no she was more i think we were more similar in what we did than she was she definitely wasn't what i could call a gregorite um <laughs> she was more yeah she me and her went to the same club early on crazy mazy was called and we learned um slightly different way we're doing things um, it's, it's still very all about consistency and stuff, but we didn't do blinds and catch and bloody died all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, she's been fantastic over the years. She's also done well in large too, with um, with another dog pebbles, and obviously in this country she's done very well with, with a couple other larges as well. But her biggest success so far has been with the mediums um, with her with Dizzy. So I think, and she's got some cool dogs coming out. So I'll be interested to see how well she does um, in the future because I think. Um, you know, she'll always be a contender for doing well in internationally and in the UK. She's a very good handler, very good trainer, and she gets the best out of her dogs. Okay, so we'll go back. Uh, I don't want to say back in time, but maybe it's not someone who's currently competing, but someone who even I know has had a, a huge influence in dog agility generally. Uh, Sylvia Trickman. 
Oh, Sylvia Trippman couldn't forget about her. So sad. I feel it's so sad that she's just quit agility because she was the biggest name for so long. She invented running contacts, basically. She's the first one to come up with any kind of method on how to train them. She is a huge part of agility evolution, which I find amazing because everyone knew her name. People trained her all over the world. I think they still do now, even though she doesn't even compete anymore. She probably still gets loads of online work. And like I said, she invented running contacts. I mean, you know, where would we be right now with stop contacts? I'm sure someone else would have invented it eventually. But she really was. She started it off. And, you know, look, everyone talks, people talk about these days, running contacts. You know, a few years ago, everyone would be applauded if they got a good running dog walk. Nowadays, it's, it's the norm. You know, she really did move agility on with with um, some of her training. I think, and again, great dog trainer. She did well, multiple heights. Really cool person to watch. I always loved watching Sylvia work. I didn't actually realise she'd stopped competing. I mean, I mean, I knew she'd stopped competing. Yeah. I didn't realise she'd stopped altogether, though. From what I know, yeah, she does. And I think she just teaches now, or not even personally, just online. I think she got into something else, rock climbing or something. I'm not sure. Oh, it shame. could be a complete lie. That's just what. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. even like I said, she was someone who was involved when I first started. Um, and even I know how big an influence she had. Because like you said, it used to be a case of so when you saw a running contact, it was always like, oh, wow, that's amazing. But now everyone's going. You know, and people have come up with new methods now and different training methods, but she was the original running contact guru, definitely. Yeah. Um, what about Martina Klimasova? Um, she's had multiple medal winners. She's Martina? Multiple medal wins. Yeah. I don't know her that well. Um, from what I do know of her, very talented trainer. Um, she gets, you know, she's had multiple multiple medals she's doing did well did well this year she lives in italy now uh, she did well this year in uh in the italian team and she's so oh my god i think if she hadn't if, if the dog hadn't come to the wrong side of that jump at the end of the large agility she probably would have a medal <coughs> right now in the in the large so she's doing now proving that she can do it in large as well as medium i'm not sure previously to that what her meet her really good medium she had i'm not sure if she was doing it much previously to that um i don't know she probably was but i just don't i don't know um i don't remember her name so much back then um but she has definitely proven herself to be a fantastic dog trainer um and you know she thinks she trains a lot of people all over the world a lot of people seem to love her so yeah i think uh, a good name but i don't think i know enough about her to really put her uh, on the mountain and i think it's a good you know, people might think, oh, well, you know, if you don't know them, then that doesn't mean they're not good. And obviously that's not what we're saying. But equally, part of being put on the mountain is the fact that they're known, these people are known worldwide. So, you know, yes. like you said, you're not as familiar with them. That's not a knock on them at all. It's just the way it no. is, right? Yeah, I can't, know. I can't know everyone. You know, I don't have the best memory in the world. But she, you know, from what I do know of her, and I, you know, I did go on a training course with her once. She has a different approach to training. Definitely, it's more shaping. It's not so much my method. It's too much thinking involved, which some dogs need and some dogs love. I think some dogs can be a bit thoughtful, and it doesn't always create enough motivation. She does with her dogs, but whether everyone can, it's the same when Susan Garrett teaches. We talk about her, but. You know, obviously incredible 
<clears throat> I'm not sure everyone can always emulate what she does. And sometimes they go too controlling and they don't put all the drive in at the same time. So I think people like that aren't so much my style of teaching, even though I think they're fantastic. Um, just because I prefer to be a bit more energetic, a bit more drive, a bit more craziness, let the dogs get away with a bit more naughtiness, um, rather than being so quite so strict with criteria and obviously dog dependent here, but strict criteria and I don't do so much shaping and thinking stuff because I don't think it suits every dog. Yeah, that's fair enough. And since as you mentioned that, I think Susan Garrett needs to be mentioned. What do you think? Um, of course she does. I mean, she's one of the biggest names in dog training, let alone agility. Um, fantastic. You know, she's done incredibly well in Canada. She's not, I know, she, she's definitely got an EO medal. I'm not sure she's got an AWC medal. I could be wrong, but I'm not sure. Um, but for dog training, I think she's definitely um, high, way really high up there because she, you know, so much positivity, so much positive training. You know, when I first started teaching in Europe, they were still much behind us on the whole positive reinforcement side of things. You know, even in the UK, when I first started teaching, I used to tell people off all the time for correcting their dogs physically, um, choke chains, fucking all sorts of bloody things, contraptions, they'd put their dogs, yanking them around, smacking them, telling them off. You know, and even when I started, I was much more less positive than I am now because I came from a horsey background, which obviously I got taught with whips and spurs and all sorts of things. And that was a that was horsey background, nothing else. <laughs> and, um, You're giving away too much, Dave. Giving away too much. That in there. <laughs> but I, obviously, I wasn't hitting the dogs and smacking them. I knew better than that. But um, you know, it was less positive than it is today. And Susan really did, I think bring that forward with all her positivity training and positive reinforcement training I think she definitely made the world look at that in the agility world sorry look at that in a definitely in a more positive light rather than always wanting to correct your dogs and using positive punishment etc etc I do think she helped out with with the progression in that respect and was she one of the first to kind of have a full training system online <laughs> um, that was a really hard word, wasn't it? It was too many asses. There was too many of them. Um, I do think maybe online she was. So obviously, Greg had started off with a load of DVDs, which is the route I went down to start with. And then she obviously, I'm not sure if anyone had a whole system online before, like she did with a handling 360. Um, I don't know. I think she might have been. So she may possibly led the way in into online agility training as well. So I think she has been a huge influence influence um, in agility over her many, many years. I'm not calling you old or anything, Susan, but many, many years in agility. She has been a big influence. Let me interrupt you for one moment just to tell you about a course that we've got running on Karma Fitness this off season. For all of you who've been inspired by the events at AWC and all the other international events this year, I have got a course coming up that will hopefully help you take your own performance to the next level. If you're aspiring to compete at international level, if you're already at international level, or if you just want to be better at running and moving around a course at your local shows, there's a course going on Karma Fitness that will help you. It will incorporate all the things that you need for your body to be in the best possible position to make the most from running training, and then it will improve your running directly via technique work and via conditioning. The course will gradually ramp up in difficulty so you will all be able to start and move through at your own pace. Suitable for anyone, all on the Karma Fitness website. www.karmafitnesswales.co.uk Thanks for listening. Back to the podcast. Okay, let's have a look at someone who has been just 
have continuous success, and again, I'm going to have to try and avoid saying that word. <laughs> I don't know what word I can use instead. <laughs> problem. Uh, what about Daniel Schroeder? Daniel Schroeder. Um, yeah, again, another German. We like to talk about Germans because they're so good. So he's done well with a large. Nearly got a medal one year. I remember that run. I remember it with Jen. He had, and I remember that run till today. And he so nearly would have won the gold, I think, but just one stupid mistake. Then obviously he's had huge success with Cashew. Um, his um, whatever those things are called. Chelsea God I had a complete blank then. <laughs> I forgot what they were called. <laughs> so yeah, he's done well for many, many years. Um, he's seen. He's a very big name in Germany and all over the world. I would say now. Um, I'm not sure how much training they do. Like some people are big names because they go out and train a lot all over the world. And I know that it's quite hard to get him and Tobias to actually leave Germany to go and teach. They probably do. They did it a lot bit more before. Huh? They don't need to know. They've got their hall. Everyone comes to them. Yeah. Because um, they're so famous. Again, I think Daniel's a great handler. I don't know a lot about his training to really say what a trainer he is. Obviously, his dogs are brilliant. I trained with him once and I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, fantastic handler, done well with his dogs. Um, yeah, I think that's all, all I can really say about him, apart from just being a nice guy. Well, since as you just mentioned as well, and we'll go on to Martin's favourite, Tobias. What about Tobias? Oh, God, it is Martin's favourite. Martin's love, the love of his life, I would say. Um, I'm not jealous at all, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> He does love Tobias, and Tobias is great. I mean, look at his successes. I mean, no one can argue with the success of that man. He just dishes out clear after clear after clear with multiple dogs. You know, he got two gold medals this year in teams, and individual, I think, he had a pole down or something. He was so upset, like he was blubbing his eyes out, actually. He's a bit of a crier, old Tobias. And um, he, you know, he just won two gold medals. You know, I think if I'd won two gold medals, I'd probably be like, ah, oh, well. Hold down in that run, done, man. I've got two gold medals, but he's he's got such high expectations of himself because he has done so well in the past that when one mistake he doesn't win a medal, he's like, oh my god, my world is over. Whereas I just think I would be a bit more like, oh, I just got two medals. All right. Um, so it shows how good he is because he expects so much from himself and obviously his dogs because he trains them so well. Um, but I've only ever heard good things about Toby about how well he trains his dogs, um, how well he trains other people. He's very liked. Um, obviously, I hear a lot of good things from Martin and Noah because they are in love, <laughs> especially Martin. And I think he led the way. Lots of people go to him. Lots of Germans want to train with him. You know, Max trains with him. Daniel, whether trains with him or they train together. Um, with Sinner, trains with him. Um, to Nadine, loads of amazing German names have trained with um, Tobias. So since we're talking about people who are well-liked and train their dogs, um, I think Nicola Giraudi needs a mention because he's probably the nicest oh. man in agility and he trains he all of his dogs. So, he really is the nicest guy. Uh, and again, he's done well. He's won the world champs. He's uh, got other medals, definitely team medals. And has he got another individual medal? He's definitely got one gold. <coughs> Not 100% sure. I don't keep track of everybody's results. Obviously, it's hard. Um, but again, multiple dogs. He's done well with multiple dogs. I do like that. So it's just done well with one dog. Um, then great. They're obviously fantastic. But I like personally to, um, I personally respect people more when they've done well with multiple dogs. 
um, because it shows they are diverse in their training. They can train different dogs, especially different breeds as well. Um, that's you know shows even more diversity in their training. Um, so and he, I'm not sure about different breed. Yeah, he caught, has he got a small as well or a medium? Yeah, I can't remember. Was he just got, got a small, small Sheltie? Yeah, so he's obviously doing training with other breeds as well. And again, a great guy. I've never trained with him, so I don't know what his actual training like. I'd love to actually. Um, but a really nice guy, loves his dogs and keeps producing dog after dog after dog that's talented and got potential to win medals. Yeah, I think um, he started off with a, a smaller terrier, I think, if I'm right. I'm yes, not... yes, you're right. I think you're right. I didn't see much, but I remember vaguely. So, yeah, he's had all sorts of breeds. I think he's done well for a long time. Yeah. And he had, did you see him fall over? Oh, my God, I thought he was going to pass out. It was horrific. Yeah, I think he's did well to realise in the moment that he couldn't carry on because, like, he got up with that competitive mm. spirit oh. trying to want to carry on. But, like, I think it was a good idea very well done to not carry on because I think that could have ended up a lot worse. Yeah. yeah, I could have done. So, well done, Nicola. Okay, someone else who I enjoy watching, um, I think she is like a really good handler and obviously has been successful as well, but Teresa? Yes, Teresa. I mean, beautiful handler and she's done well again. She nearly won the world so close with her red dog. Um, then obviously say, I mean, say is just the dog of dogs, isn't she? And she's just won event after event after event. I think she only won the world's once though, which I think was, she was so close to winning it another time, but she just, you know, she was huge name for multiple, for many, many years. And her handling again, beautiful. She was around at the same time as Lisa. And they were, you know, I always used to, used to have those two over for training. I think I modeled a lot of my handling on Lisa and Teresa's handling. Cause I do think they're two of the best handlers in the world. Um, and yeah, she's just, she's brilliant. She had another dog, Hi, who's unfortunately had to retire. But I think she was going to do fantastically well with her. So again, she doesn't get hundreds of dogs, but each dog she gets, she works with. And from what I know of, and they all seem to turn out pretty good. So she must be a bloody good trainer as well. Um, very consistent with her training and she's very strict, isn't the right word, strict with herself, not with the dogs, but she's very, she gets things right. Each skill she has is very well trained. I would say, yeah, she trains her dogs. Precisely, I think would be the word I look for, which I really, I really respect from her with that. Let's have a look at a few more GP, GB competitors. Um, still competing now, done it for a long time. Leslie Olden. Leslie, um, again, I mean, she's been brilliant for years. She changed with the times. Physically, she's not capable that capable anymore, which is un uh, must be upsetting for her because she trains her dogs really well. Um, she has had medals. Did she have medal in the past? She got fourth one year. I remember that. Remember her coming out. I was there the year she got fourth, and we were all just standing in line applauding. I know fourth is the worst place to be. So close to a bloody medal. I know. It's very irritating, you know. And you get nothing for it. You don't get any kudos for it, or you don't. Really, it's not really remembered. It's a horrible place to be. I'd rather be lower down. Well, obviously, I'd rather be in the medals. If I wasn't in the medals, I'd rather be lower down than fourth. Um, so yeah, she's done fantastically. She's trained, she's done well for years and years, lots and lots of dogs, um, done well. Um, no other breeds, I don't think. She had a shelter, but I'm not sure she carried on with it. Um, yeah, that's, but yeah, again, in the UK, she did fantastically for many years. Internationally, she did well. Um, that's about all I can say. And she bred a very good line of dogs. Okay. She's done well internationally too. 
Another one then who has done well for a long time and is still going at the top level, Alan Bray. Love Alan. Oh, Alan. <laughs> Things yeah, I mean, again, I love it when people have changed with the times to to keep up with it. And he still does. He has changed. He'll do blinds and catches. But you know what? He still does always handling from behind as well. And it makes it bloody look beautiful. You know, not many, you know, when I was young, very young, just, you know, not that long ago, <laughs> he was one of the top, top people. And he had a dog called Tiggy. And it was just stunning to watch. It really was. And he's just carried on being at the top. Different dogs year after year, you know. He's I don't actually know how old Alan is, but he just seems to be ageless. He just doesn't change. He handles the same. He moves the same. Trains his dogs well, and he moved with the times. Um, you know, he's he likes his his style of handling. It's not always my style of handling. Cause he does a lot working from behind, um, but it, it it suits him. Suits the dogs he works. Um, whether it's <coughs> every dog, I do think he has to get the right dog for it. It's, um, you know, I'm not sure his handling would suit every single dog he has. Sometimes it doesn't work if they're not particularly tight turners. The dogs he's got at the moment, it's working for. Very good. Well done, Alan. Um, and I guess we're coming to towards the end of people who I think we need to talk about before we start deciding who's going on uh, our mountain. But the two that I've kept to last, I think, are going to be at least major contenders. So what about Jenny Dam? Jenny, Jenny, she had such a bad couple of years or so with her dogs, but yeah, iconic name. I, mean, I don't know that anyone that wouldn't know Jenny's name in agility. She's done, she's been on her, this, I think this year was the first year she hasn't been on her team, her country's team, Sweden, um, since 2002 or something, maybe even earlier than that. And that's only because her, unfortunately, she had young dog had an accident and didn't make it, which was so sad. Um, you know, she's been on it. She's representing her country every single year since she since she was like crazy young. She trains beautifully, loves her dogs. You know, the posts she puts up about her dogs make me cry. She just adores her dogs. And that to me is a huge part because that shows other people, because she's a big name, how to be with your dogs and how to train your dogs because she puts so much love into them as well as consistency and stuff. You know, they're not just machines to her and they are to some people, which I don't like. They're the people I don't particularly respect. Um, and um yeah amazing she's definitely a huge contender i think in the nordic countries she definitely was a huge influence in handling you know and all over the world but definitely um nordic countries i think you know she stood out because also she's so beautiful everyone thinks jenny down's beautiful and um, beautiful outside and inside and she's trained her dog so well again dog after dog after dog she's churned out brilliant and then I'm not going to be able to say this name because of my face, but <laughs> Krista Beetle Kabai. Is that how I'm saying it right? <laughs> Christina Kabai. Yeah. Uh, again, I think, yeah, I think for you told me this, I didn't actually know she's won, apart from intermediate, she's won a, a gold medal in every height. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I was told. I'm not going to pretend like I knew. Oh, I was told that she's, she's won a, multiple medals. Checker. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll fact check it before thing. it goes live, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. She's won gold medals in every height of the EOs, and obviously she's yeah, won so multiple she's other trained. medals as well. Yeah, I mean, EOs, world, she's been doing agility a long, long time. She runs Mendig in Germany, which is a huge training centre that everyone, you know, everyone who's anyone has heard of, if they want to go abroad or keep Peter abroad. Um, people go to Mendig to train all the time. She trains some of the best people in the country, and you know, I know... Um, so many people that train with her or, or have been trained by her 
and all the top names like to go and train with her as well. So, you know, I think anyone, you know, when I've been over there, I think Tamas has been over there and trained with her. Uh, I know Danny Fishback trains with her and Lens trains with her. You know, she's obviously been a huge influence in um, in Germany uh, for handling and training for a long, long time. Today's podcast is sponsored by QMe Agility Training. It's an online training platform for everyone who competes in dog agility. It is run by the one and only Dave Munnins and it has modules on literally everything you could ever need to be a successful agility partnership. All in one place, all on one platform. So if you think you need help with anything, take a look at the website and I'm sure Dave will be able to help you get it sorted. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to either myself or to Dave directly. Okay, um, well I think we've gone through a lot of names, now it's time to decide. You can't say that word either. Now it's time for us to consider and decide <laughs> who is going on our wall. So... Do you want to narrow it down to a couple? <coughs> go through the names, and you can say if we're considering them or if we're going to say no. And again, don't have to make your final five now, but let's try and cut it down to maybe six, seven, or eight. Um, obviously, everyone that we're mentioning, we are mentioning because we think they deserve a mention. Um, don't need to feel like we're not considering them at all. It's just we think others maybe for us are more influential influential. Very hard. Yeah, it is. To only pick five. And it's our opinion at the end of the day. So anyone who's watching who has a different opinion or if there's someone you can think of that we've forgotten, let us know. Blame Dave. I'm don't sure blame me. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's your idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well it's your choices though. That's the thing. So they can definitely blame you and not me for a change. <laughs> um so what are we saying uh, about Teresa? Oh my god! Oh, in the top five. Well, no, let's, let's, say... let's go down to like a top eight now. Is she going to be in the top eight? Oh, definitely top eight. Definitely top eight. Definitely yeah. top eight. I just think she, I want to see her do well with more dogs. But she would have done, but one retired. Okay. Definitely one of the top handlers, a hundred percent. Okay, uh, <laughs> Tobias. Mm, I think he's top five. Do you? Okay, yes. so I'm going to put a double so, star by his name because we think he might go on our Mount Rushmore. Okay, what about Anne sure Lenz? Anne Lenz. Uh, I mean, definitely top eight. <laughs> We're going to have I'm everyone not, in the top eight. <laughs> <laughs> how, many top, how many can I squeeze into the top eight? Um, Anne Lenz, definitely top eight. I'm not sure about top five, but... Okay. Um, yeah. What about Natasha yeah. Wilde? Natasha, top eight. <laughs> I think I want to see her do well with more heights. So no, she's not going to be top five, definitely. And she needs to do well again, keep doing well with more height dogs as well. Okay, what about Greg? God, he was so influential early on. Um, so, you know, he's already got a big head. I don't want to give him a bigger one. But um, <laughs> I, I think if he had only not been so stubborn and changed his handling earlier, he would 100% be top five. But I think that has to go against him a little bit because I think... Um, I think he's got to be in the consideration. Recency bias is a real thing. All right, I'm, con I'm considering him. I'm considering him. Okay. <laughs> but um, I just think that I wish 
UK had moved on sooner. I think if he, because he was so influential, if he had moved on sooner, I think UK would have moved on a bit sooner. Okay. And and we would have started seeing European handling a little bit earlier and stuff. That's the well, only well, negative against him. When we go to the final decision, we will talk, but he's going to be in the final talking. Sylvia Trickman, almost definitely um, yeah. a yes, so I'm going to leave her in. Susan Garrett? Five, 100%. Susan Garrett? Alice, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard because, again, so influential, but hasn't done so well internationally competing. Not badly, because other people have done better. But she did, if it was top five just on influence alone, she'd be in it. But so, yeah, well, she's in consideration, definitely. Okay. Um, Nicola Giraudi. Um, um, no, I don't think he's been influential enough. I'm going to say no okay. for Nicola Giraudi. Leslie Alden. Um, again, internationally not as well known, so no for Leslie. Jelko. Oh, God. Jelly Tops. Don't be angry, Jelly. He probably doesn't listen to this anyway, so we're okay. But no one tell him. Well, he's good. Um, We've talked about how how good he has been. And like I said, we can't have everyone. Yeah, exactly. In the top five, so. Can't have everyone in the top five. No, I don't think, again, not influential enough. Okay. He's brilliant handler. Um, good trainer. No, not okay. Jelly. Jenny Dam. Yes. Yeah. She's just a yes. Okay. She's, a hun- she's a brilliant. I love Jenny. Martina Klimisova. I'm probably saying that wrong, and I apologise if I am. But I think you're saying it right. Um, oh, I think a no for now. Mm, really hard. I'm going to leave um, her in for consideration because I feel like she should all be. All right, consider her. Consideration. Okay, Daniel Schroeder. <coughs> um, I can't have him and Tobias. I think I've got to have Tobias in, so... I think Tobias is generally better known a little bit. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Um, I just think, to, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have Tobias instead. Krista or Christina Kabai? Yeah, I think she needs to be. Yeah, she's done so well and and been influential as well. She's a, she's a good one. Yeah, I'm going to be a yes for Christina. Okay, there's someone who I forgot to mention, but who was mentioned to us. Can't say that word either. Marcus Tops. I don't know who that is, but that's because he was uh, all my time. Um, he was so good back in the day. He got um, a gold medal, but only had one dog. Okay. Uh, from what I know, one dog wonder. Not he hasn't had enough. He then he gave up. So he's a no for me. Sorry, okay. Marcus. Alan Bray. Yeah, not done internationally well enough. Okay. So okay. So here is our shortlist. We've got Teresa, Tobias, Anne, Greg, Sylvia, Susan, Jenny, Martina, and Krista. And out of those nine, we need four. Need four? Yeah, we need because Lisa's already in, isn't she? No, Lisa's in. I'm going to put Sylvia in as a definite. Okay, because so, of contacts. Hang on, let me put that in. We got Lisa. We're going to lock. We're going to lock Sylvia and Lisa in. Right. Okay, so um, the remaining ones that you've got to choose from. I, from my opinion, I think probably whilst I really enjoy watching Teresa, I think compared to the others, maybe 
she's not quite at the same level with regards to how long and how influential she's been? Yeah, I think I would agree with that, even though I think she's probably one of, if not the best handler in the world. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Just talking about handling, she would be in. I think she's a beautiful handler and trainer, but I'm not sure the influence, I'm not sure she gets that involved. It's a combination of everything, isn't it? Um, And for how long they've been doing it. She's definitely worth a mention. She's definitely right up there, but maybe not in the top five. And that's all we're saying. Yeah, not top five. She's out. Sorry, sorry, Tracy. Okay, Jenny Dam. I'm going to get hated. Uh, I think she's a yes. <clears throat> I think she's a yes to be in for her consistency. She's been doing it for so long. So I've got a cold. It's not COVID. I tested this morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, yeah, Jenny Danson in. She's influential. She's brilliant. Multiple dogs, multiple years. Yeah, she's an in. She's top. So that's Lisa. Sylvia. Uh, Lisa, Jenna, not Teresa. Lisa, Sylvia, and Jenny. So okay, so out of the last two spaces, you've got to choose between Tobias, who I cannot say his name anymore, and uh, so yeah. I'm just going to put it out there now again. I would say out of Tobias and Anne, we need to move one of them to the side. Um, if it's out of those two, I'm going to have to pick Tobias. Okay. Because I think influence more. I don't know, because um, we've got to have a guy in there. Can't be one guy in there. Um, Anne is, also runs her own training centre as well. Oh, it's a really hard one. I think Tobias, because he's had more multiple breeds. Okay. I think Anne has now has a Spaniel, um, but I think Tobias has had multiple breeds for longer. So okay. And a, then, sure, he had a Malamar I did well with as well. We've got, what about Greg? Uh, no. No, top definitely is close. Maybe sixth. <laughs> okay, so Greg has got um, a top mention. He's not quite making it into your top five. Um, what just about handling? The handling thing. Okay, so there's basically we've got three. We've got four left to pick between. You need to go two more. Two more out of Tobias, Susan, Martina, and Krista. Right, I'm going to go Tobias. Yeah. Okay. Definitely Tobias. I think he's been influential, handled brilliantly. <clears throat> he needs to stop crying so much, but. <laughs> apart, from, apart, from, apart from that fantastic um no bless him i like that he's emotional it's nice it means a um, lot to him doesn't and it, then know? um huh it means a lot to him so you know that's good as yeah, well just got to carry just got to carry tissues around for him <laughs> that's all i take the own tissues next time <laughs> and then he's basically you know, now the last place is between susan garrett and krista kabai Oh my god, they're such huge, they're so different. Yeah, they're so so different. I think because of the international success, it's gonna to have to be Christina Kabai. Okay, so Susan, I think there's quite a few people there who are gonna be on, like, oh. yeah, I think there's gonna be quite a few people there who are very, very close to making it to our top five. Oh my god, that was so hard choice. I'm probably, I would probably, if you ask me again tomorrow, I would change my mind. Yeah, for but, sure. It is um, they're all brilliant. I mean, don't hate me, everyone. God, it's only my opinions. Um, they are, you know, all of those people are brilliant. Amazing handlers, trainers, everything. Um, I'm just trying to pick an overall influential and handling skills as well. With diff- maybe different dogs, different breeds, different heights. I'm trying to put it all together as, as one. 
and, and maybe something a, I don't know enough about. At the end of the day, it's just a discussion point, and that is the point yeah. of it. It's for all of you to have your own opinion, uh, to have a discussion about it. Tell us in the comments. Uh, let us know what you think, uh, and let us know if we've forgotten anyone or if we if you think our order is wrong, which it, I would guess for most of you, you'll have a different opinion, and that's fine too. But of course, for yeah, us, the top five is Lisa, Sylvia, Jenny, Tobias, and Krista. So, yeah. What do you think? Are you happy Ooh, with it, Dave? That's a, good, that's a good five. That is a good five. They are some, you know, there's some strong names in there. All great people. Um, they all love their dogs as well, which is a huge and hugely important thing for me. They don't rehome. You know, it's something I don't like is people that rehome if they're not good enough. You know, if there's a problem in the house or maybe they're rehoming because of, an issue with the dog i personally would probably work through it like i did with bruce t but i get that if it really is an issue with the dog in the house but i'm not much a fan of rehoming because they're not uh, talented enough that irritates me so that always puts negative points i'm not saying any of those people have done that but if they that would that would definitely drop them down on the list for me yep fair enough so, yep so that's what we think guys let us know in the comments or you know wherever the right place to tell us your opinion and if you agree or disagree but this week, we're not going to do an Agility Night question of the week because the episode is long enough. I'll make you wait until the next one. But Dave, it's good to have you back. Hopefully, you won't have such a long gap again now because we're out of the season. Lovely. It was lovely to be back. I saw you had little James on there, the, you know, the, the smallest man in Agility. His <laughs> was actually quite a good podcast, but he's, you know, number one enemy at the moment because he's so tiny. <laughs> You're just putting yourself in a tiny camp. But yeah, from us this week now, that is goodbye. Do you want to say goodbye, Dave? Bye, everyone. See you soon. And that is the end of the podcast. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to listen. I really hope you enjoyed. If you think you might know someone else who would enjoy, feel free to pass on all the information and share the podcast with them. And get involved on any of the social media platforms. It really helps the podcast grow, and I really appreciate it. See you in the next one.